On today's episode of Crazy Busy, The Interviews, I am super excited to introduce you to Donna Anyabene. She is an entrepreneur who's the queen of comebacks. As many of you can relate, sometimes life is not what you plan, it's what happens to you. Donna is the definition of resilience, persistence, and comeback. You're listening to Crazy Busy, the podcast for executives, entrepreneurs, and savvy fast trackers who want to start their week sane and end it that way too. Here's your host, growth strategist, executive coach, and millennial leadership mentor, Karen Bellantoni. Donna, welcome to Crazy Busy. Thank you. Thank you very much. Can't wait to share your story. Uh, Meeting you and hearing your story really wowed me. And the fact that your name, as we're both Italian-Americans, means everything is good, when obviously you've had a lot of upsets in life where everything was not good, is an irony that is not lost on me or the listeners. You know, many people feel overwhelmed and exhausted by day-to-day disruptions, just things getting canceled, the subways being out here in New York, and just anytime something goes out of control. And I think you'd be a great person today to help teach them how to handle things when you've been through major challenges from your body to your brain to even your face. How about telling us a little bit about your story, the challenges you've had to overcome, and how you've kept coming back? Well, (laughs) I think the biggest gift that I've been given is that things keep changing for me. So, you know, I wouldn't get upset about something happening that is just sort of a day-to-day thing because life has changed for me, having to come back from things that were major setbacks and, you know, What I'll start is giving you these three maybe areas of my life that are so influential to me. The beginning where I was a gymnast. Um, Yeah. I was a hardcore high school gymnast. And true to my my journey here, which we'll be discussing, my senior year I had, I was practicing handstands on the high bar. And in order to come off the bar, you pivot, you do a half turn, and you land in a nice uh, cushiony mat. But the mat that I landed in had a slit down the middle of it. Oh, my God. So the high bar is about as high as the ceiling. And, you know, I heard a lovely sound and realized Mm. that I had shattered my ankle. Um, But more than that, everything that I've been working toward, um, including getting a scholarship and, you know, being a gymnast in college, um, was well aware that this was going to be a shift. Um, So what I did was I became really good at bars, uh, the uneven parallel bars. I kept my ankle taped up and I just kept going. That was the first pivot. That was the first pivot Mm -hmm. was, okay, I could just be here for the team. Yes, I was going to do that for sure, but I have to keep moving. And I don't know where that came from, but that was the first time I can look back and say, hmm, um, this is the way I'm going to do it. And interestingly enough, my floor routine, I had chosen the theme to Rocky, which was all about getting knocked out. So uh, still a huge part of me. Just I, I still, my kids make fun of me that I'm still flipping and doing cartwheels and handstands and anything that I can still do. Second area of my life that I think is pretty fun is acting. And most people go to school for it. Most people are you know, in their theater programs at school. And I was 
so far from that. The opposite from that, in fact, was the shy kid who could barely walk through the high school cafeteria. How were you discovered? I was actually discovered. (laughs) I don't know if that happens anymore. Um, But I was running on a treadmill. Running became my second thing to stay sane after gymnastics. And I guess a scout was in the building. I was teaching at a club and my boss said to me, you know, hey, this person wants to meet you and they want you to audition for a commercial. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm good. I, I was barely <laughs> able to teach a class without having like the sweats and, you know, my voice shaking. And I had finally gotten through that. So I went home and I think this is the order. I think I told my husband and he was like, you idiot. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'd love to do that. And I think it was the enthusiasm around me that I was just like, I have to at least show up. And I walked into a room. I'll never forget it. There were models lining this YMCA. It was a big casting. And I was not, as you can tell, a model. And I was five foot four and they were six feet tall. So what's great is the casting director, this really cool woman came down um, down the steps and she had her mic on and she said, so here's the scene. Um, it's a dewy morning, think Nike, and you just get your sneakers on and you're ready to go for this morning run and it's beautiful outside. And I was like, got it. Um, I run around the Charles River every day. And so I felt this confidence and I'll never forget this particular audition because it was the way she looked at me. Um, the casting agent at the time was Ty and Doyle. And she just looked at me with such an intensity and said, will you be available tomorrow? And all of a sudden in 24 hours, I'm going to do this thing that scares me so, so much. Um, it was a Marshall's commercial. I was a runner and a kickboxer. It was incredibly lucrative and it got me into the Screen Actors Guild in a day. And, um, you know, I had people that I knew in my world that were in New York pounding the pavement, would do anything to get their Screen Actors Guild card. So having that happen, one of my highest highs, um, bringing me into a world that I was completely unprepared for. I don't know how I would be doing right now, um, just being able to speak and get over the fears that we have when we're presenting. So a huge gift. Um, I've gotten to meet the likes of Rob Lowe, Tina Fey, Cameron Diaz, big, big names, learning from the best of the best. And just given that I chose to live in Boston, um, I'm seven minutes away from most auditions. And literally being flexible, right? Yes. Enough. <laughs> Unintended. Yes, exactly. To, to accept when one door closes, another one opens. And likely, if you were still doing the gymnastics, that wouldn't have occurred. Exactly. Amazing. Right. Yeah. I mean, the move was to become a runner. And the running, which is is so cool, was something that um, I think when I was 11 years old, I used to say I was going to go to the store and I would go out for a run. I just needed to move through space. And again, given some of the setbacks, if I hadn't had that training ground so deeply rooted in me... um, I don't know how many times I might have chosen another way. Yeah, and I think it's really cool that your partner, your husband, and they say opposites attract, right? So it was probably something he would have loved to do because he's different than you. Right. And he was able to coach you or support you or help you see, gee, this could be really powerful, not not just for your joint bank account, right, you know, right. but for you personally. So sometimes we have to listen yes. to those other voices of people who know us well, and we have to trust that they, they see us uh, in our entirety. And sometimes we don't see ourselves in our entirety. So that, true. That's so cool. So what happened next? 
So what happened next? So gymnastics, um, get this acting career going. I have three kids. I have three incredible daughters. Um, and they have been, just as my husband has been, such stable, wonderful, dynamic, flexible people. And um, as I was raising them, people were always asking me, you know, could, are you a personal trainer? Or would you do this program? Uh, teachers were asking me if I would teach you know, yoga during testing time, because they knew I was just super active and I was teaching in health clubs. And a little bit of a fork in the road, I was, I was teaching everything and everywhere, and it was pretty depleting. And I thought, you know, I need to, I need to land with all of this. I, I neither need to go back to middle school education, I was teaching history. Um, fun fact, Uzo Aduba <laughs> was one of my sixth grade students. She's an amazing actor on Orange is the New Black. Yes. And um, so I moved out of, in my mind, I thought, you know what, I don't see myself in a building. And I opened up a studio in 2008. Before I did that, I should say, um, I had a kind of a crazy car accident situation and it wasn't a bad accident, but my airbag deployed and broke on my face. And I was left with, this was after the gymnastics um, injury, this was, this was my brain this time. And this was something people didn't talk about at the time, concussions and massive concussions. And I would not have built my business called Body Trio, all about body, mind, and spirit, had I not had to find a way to move differently. I was not the hardcore marathon runner anymore. And I could not even get out of bed. I could get my kids to school and I would have to go back to bed. I was being worked up in the medical community as a young active woman with an eating disorder. And I was begging for MRIs and ways to, you know, tell me what is happening in my brain. And um, that was, I would say, um, maybe the most pivotal training ground for having to get energy back in your body. One of the things I teach is energy is everything. And it's so critical whether you're working with someone who's going to perform or working with someone who's going to do what you do and, you know, have to be so on top of things and dynamic. So, you know, I, I started dabbling in, you know, my own form of meditation just to feel okay in my body. And luckily, breathing and slowing way down, which was so hard for me at that time. I was in my early 30s. I was acting. I was doing some fitness modeling. Um, but that set me up to create Body Trio. So it sounds like, and I can't wait to hear more about Body Trio, but it sounds like you almost were led, unfortunately, very abruptly on these different paths, these different pivots. It's like you're going right and uh, universe shows up and sends you left. And for whatever reason, these were compelling, abrupt changes. But it also sounds like at this point where the airbag was deployed, your life was crazy busy. Maybe you weren't quite as fulfilled. You were spending a lot of time likely away from your children, absorbed in the business, and you weren't getting the taking care of you part until the airbag hits and wakes you up. Uh, Unfortunately, not subtly. Do you think you got subtle messages that you may have missed before that? Yes. Um, At that time, I I did not have the business, thank goodness, or I would have never made it. I've been in business for over 10 years, so that was good. Um, Yeah, I was super active. I was living outside of my body. I didn't know mind body. I didn't know breathing. I was 
Everything was hardcore movement, run far, move fast, flip, you, you name it. That was my world. So to have, I mean, it's a punch, right? To have that airbag literally broke on my face, yeah. smoke in the car. So it, there are these surreal images that I get from it, but you're exactly right. I, I would have never learned these universal themes that help people get energy back, overcome get a lot, get, you know, realigned. And get off this track, which right. sometimes can be almost addictive. Mm, for sure. You know, we're, we're responding. I had dinner with a friend the other night and he was going like this to mm. his Apple watch. The, right. I just made a jerking motion for those of you who can't see me. <laughs> he looked <laughs> like one. he was having a seizure. And I said, what, what is that about? I mean, you don't replace hearts and babies. We're, none of us are that important. You mm. know, it's take the watch off or turn the notifications off because you're being led by something outside yourself. Right. And that's the downside of crazy busy. And I believe when you don't get the message, it gets louder and louder and louder until it stops you. And you must be a very determined and focused and persistent person to be good at the levels of athletic uh skill that you have and so now you've learned to listen to your heart to your soul and you're teaching other women to do the same so tell us about your business and you know what kinds of people you look to help well i really do work with men women children hardcore hardcore athletes everyday athletes i would say i would say women probably 30 to 70 uh, is the majority of my work. Okay. I really love training people that just want to be healthy and fit and giving them some real quality movement that's not depleting and it's not depressing and it's not focused on weight loss. I love training high-level athletes because it's it's tricky. It's You've got to get it all right so that they're faster, they're injury-free, their energy is optimal. I, I say to my Harvard swimmers, <laughs> very casually, but not so casually, um, you've got to eat, drink, and sleep better than everybody. And, um, you know, I, I like working with men and especially men that travel a lot because I find that it's so important to be grounded. It's so important to move in sort of the easy ways first so that when you get on the treadmill or you go to lift the weights, or you do these things where you want to feel really, really empowered and really strong, that you've got some mobility and you've got, you know, your body feeling you got to have a baseline of okay if you're going to work out as often as you need to to be healthy. Uh, and so. when you're traveling, it's almost like where people feel they have a pass, you know, to not sure. to skip the workout or to have an extra martini or to kind of eat the crappy room service food or the free breakfast. And that's really when you need to be the sharpest, right? Because you're going into these meetings that you've traveled for, they're expensive, and likely that's where you're doing the bulk of your negotiation, uh, closing deals. So how do, you, how do you work with people who have a lot of travel and, and these businessmen? What are you able to offer them you know, that helps mm -hmm. them perform better? That's why I developed a name for my training system, mm -hmm. Triogo. Triogo, similar to my last name, I think, mm -hmm. in a crazy way. Mm -hmm. um, men would come in again, tired. Uh, maybe I hadn't seen them in a few weeks. And this one guy, Brian, would say to me, you know, I keep going home and telling my wife I'm doing Pilates, but what the hell are you doing with us? Because she's like, that's not Pilates. And, it, you know, it's a combination so that you begin in a very 
simple way it could be foam rolling on the ground um, but you start on the ground so that they have a chance to land and then you sequence some simple movements for the spine the hips the foot ankle all the places that get cloggy the core that's shut down from seating in the sitting in these airplane seats yes but movement begets movement and if you give people things that make sense i mean had i had a hit workout plan for them and they came in from australia it's not fair, right? Yeah. But I could get them that hit workout if I did my Triogo training with them first because it's natural movements and it's integrative movements and it's a blend of movements so that if you don't do one thing well, the next thing that comes in starts to feed that one thing you don't do well. So if you can't bend over and reach your toes, but I've mobilized your hamstrings and your spine and your foot ankle, you're going to be like, wow, how, how come this is so easy? So so you make it complex, easy. You make it easier simple. for them, even with injuries. Yes, I know all yeah. about that. Yes, you do. And I, <laughs> and I can and, read it. <laughs> and I think it's really profound that you've gone from being in the air all the time to taking people to the ground first. Super I, powerful. Yeah, I, I recently wrote an article, Nature's Call, Will You Fall? And it was all about after I had this surgery on my nose and I really woke up at like three in the morning, which is my time to create. And I'm sitting on the ground, not even on the couch because my computer wasn't charged and it's just coming out of me. And then I went back after it and I changed the first line to, I fall a lot. There, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what you said about me being in the air is, is fascinating to me that I'm, I am very comfortable in this free space but to get there, to stay there, to maintain boundaries, um, you got to start on the ground. Yes, you got to start on the ground. Is that how you start your day? Do you have a morning routine? Yes, yes. I um, I start with a green drink. I don't know if you've heard of Athletic Greens. Yeah. Happy to promote them because I love it, and I even bring it with me here. Um, we'll celery put, juice. We'll put that info in the show notes. Yeah, it's good stuff. And I think anytime there is a mental piece too, right? If I'm feeding myself 75 minerals and nutrients first thing in the morning, I don't have to think about it. I feel pretty good about starting that way. I do drink coffee too, but mm. I feel good about that too um, because it's a ritual that makes me feel satisfied and, and grounded. energized. Um, it can make me a little, I don't need that yeah. <laughs> caffeine, I don't think. So I have to be careful with, with how much, but I think any busy person, you've got to have a routine that you don't talk yourself out of. Because you're in Italy doesn't mean you don't find a way to start the morning with something nutritious. Of course, you're going to enjoy all the other delectable things along the way, but you know, have a plan, have it balanced. If you're going to do all these extra things, you should be moving more. And you just can't stray too far from where you're good home base is. I, I think agree. that's where people get in trouble. I agree. And I love the fact that you're able to help people on the go, like most of us are. So Donna, how do people find you? How do they talk to you about what you do? My new website is ready to launch. It's www.triogo.com. Uh, temporarily, you can reach me at info at bodytrio.com. That will change over to Triogo with the help of GoDaddy. And I can be found on Instagram. I've got Triogo3, I've got Body Trio, and I've got my own name, D under slash Agnabeni. But I would say Triogo3 is where you will find all the new information and some options to have me get you on my email list. We'll put all that information in the show notes too. Great. Thank you, Donna. Thank it's you been so great much. hearing your story. Oh, I appreciate it so much. 
This episode of Crazy Busy, The Interviews was recorded and supported by the Art House Hotel, New York City. With 291 guest rooms, three on-site restaurants, and nightly entertainment, book your next stay at the Art House Hotel or call in for group rates and events. ArtHouseHotelNYC.com.